Hey everyone, I'm coming here today to talk to you about this year's State of AI report, the 2020 State of AI report, uh, written by Nathan Banesh and Ian Hogarth, uh, also has other contributing uh, people and organizations as well. Uh, but if you've never checked this out, this is definitely a report worth taking a look at uh, if you want to keep up to date with all things AI. It's huge, uh, so be prepared if you do take a look. It's something like 175 pages total, um, and I think this is the third year for the report, but they do such a great job of putting this thing together. They cover so many different areas of AI and what's going on, and in fact, um, they break it down into five categories, uh, research, talent, industry, politics, and predictions around AI. So a whole bunch of information in all those different categories. Um, so super interesting, helps you keep up to date. It's sort of like the annual thing. I've been checking it out since the first report. And so I just wanted to do this quick video to kind of mention that, point you in that direction if you haven't seen it before. Also give a few of the highlights here. Um, they talk about how NLP or natural language processing is basically the hottest, most popular area of AI right now. And that is a very exciting area of AI for me as well. I'm paying attention to it constantly because I think that's also where, you know, some of the most, you know, impressive applications and use cases are coming to be. Some of these really advanced NLP models are starting to show up in, you know, search engines like Google Search and Microsoft Bing, as they mentioned in the report. Um, and these models are becoming super sophisticated, very advanced doing better and better all the time on different benchmarks that measure how well they do things like question answering and so on. And these models are also becoming very big. So for those of you that know what I mean by that, it just means that, you know, um, where, when you have parameterized, uh, models in AI and machine learning, it, we're talking like now we're getting into the billions of parameters that uh, are part of these really sophisticated NLP models. So anyway, very exciting area to keep an eye out on. And who knows, you know, some of the things that people are talking about now is that, you know, we're going to get to the point of like trillions of parameters in AI models. And that's sort of on that path, trying to get more like human, real true human intelligence or what they call AGI, which we're, we're not anywhere near yet today. Um, some other things they point out that are really interesting are around the biology and biotechnology sectors and what's going on around there and also in healthcare. Lots of amazing applications and use cases, seeing it more and more in the real world, whether it's in medical imaging or in drug discovery and trying to find optimal you know, pharmaceuticals for given sort of health uh, issues or diseases and so on, uh, but also in genetics and, and other areas. One of the interesting things they, they point out as well is that only 15% of all AI research right now uh, is, or yeah, only 15% of all AI research right now is closed source. So you're probably familiar with the term open source, which basically means that you know people have access to the code, the, the papers, the information. Only 15% of the AI uh, papers that are published today are released also with accompanying code, which is kind of interesting because uh, you know as as we're hearing more and more about these things around you know ethical ethical AI, AI transparency, AI explainability, and so on, 
you know, the more closed it is, the more you start to run into potential issues with what they call AI accountability or AI reproducibility. So basically just saying, you know, when AI solutions are built and deployed to the real world, you know, who's accountable for those solutions? Um, how, how do people know how they work? You know, can they can they tell or is it all black box? It's totally hidden away from from, um, you know, other people, but also reproducibility, which is a, a very important concept in science. Uh, where you know scientific research and data tends to be made public, so that the scientific community can kind of you know vet it and and sort of run their own experiments, just make sure that they agree, and that's sort of what makes um, you know scientific breakthroughs and scientific laws and theorems that ultimately become widely accepted uh, across the scientific community do so as such because of that sort of transparency and reproducibility and allowing other scientists to kind of vet things. So without that, you know, there's some interesting questions uh, there. But um, another thing that they point out in the paper is that, you know, AI and higher education is on the rise right now. That makes a lot of sense, you know, because obviously AI is becoming such a um, sort of hot and predominant field uh, and sort of set of techniques that we're hearing about more and more. So of course, you know, we also know that there's a bit of a talent, a talent shortage and, you know, people talk about the future of work and what that looks like. So, you know, a lot of uh, organizations seem to be stepping up to the plate, including my own. Um, I have my own institute for that and I do a lot of training, uh, but basically, you know, trying to address that, which is great. Although they also point out that there's this academic brain drain where, you know, a lot of, there's such a, a need for AI talent and such a shortage that, you know, um, companies like tech companies and so on are sort of, you know, getting academics and professors and things to kind of come over and work for them. Uh, so you kind of lose a little bit of that talent from the academic side, which, you know, isn't the best, right? Uh, there's other advancements, big advancements on the uh, hardware platform side of things for AI, and they're coming from you know Google, NVIDIA, uh, GraphCore, and so on. Of course, there's the ongoing discussion around, and rightfully so, around the ethical side of AI and the risks, potential risks, um, you know, things around things like uh, facial recognition, um, which then leads to questions about you know privacy. Um, secure data security bias so on um, I mentioned before the the, the uh, NLP stuff so they also do some predictions you know a part of the paper the whole last section one of those is around the NLP and I kind of mentioned these big big massive sort of super smart more sophisticated models in the trillions of parameters type range so we'll see what happens there but also they talk about something where you know transferring um, some of the advancements that you're seeing in natural language techniques like NLP, um, especially those called attention-based, don't worry if you don't know what that means, but sort of transferring that over to other areas of artificial intelligence like computer vision to see if you know those, those sorts of approaches that have really taken NLP to the next level uh, from where we were at can also be applied to you know, computer vision and, and other fields. Um, also, some predictions around you know organizations really starting to develop much more advanced sort of virtual and augmented reality, particularly with uh, computer vision, but 3D computer vision. So you know a lot of what you see today 
when you see computer vision, you know, you tend to see these images of uh, boxes being drawn around like, you know, a cat or a hot dog or a car or a person walking down the street. And then it says like person or cat or whatever. So, you know, but those are two dimensional sort of images, right? Just a still image. Uh, but imagine if you can also do computer vision with, you know, full three-dimensional depth, kind of like what you would see in, in a virtual reality environment. So, so things there, that's an area that I keep an eye out for. Um, and then also, you know, again, with this, this sort of advancement that's going on in interest in the healthcare and biotechnology uh, side of things, that'll be a really, that's an area I'm really keeping my eye out on and really interested in just because, you know, one of the things that uh, I talk about a lot in my book is, you know, the the ways that AI can benefit people, not just businesses, but people as well. And one of the most exciting areas for that are in sort of earlier disease detection, earlier treatments, uh, better health outcomes, and so on, whether it's with cardiovascular related issues or, um, you know, pulmonary issues or skin cancer issues or whatever, there's, there's a lot more um, sort of happening all the time in that area. So super, super cool. If you've never checked out this report, I highly recommend you look it up online. Again, it's called the 2020 State of AI Report. It's huge, but it's a bit overwhelming, but, you know, certainly it's at least worth a skim. Just kind of scan through it. You'll learn a lot. It's certainly an all-in-one sort of source for what's been going on the last year. Uh, highly recommend you check it out. Enjoy, and uh, I'll see you in the next video.